Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 56. This one word is the key to everything you're looking for, and it's the worst advice you'll ever hear. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. This episode is about one word, this one magic word. This one word is the key to everything we're ever looking for. It's the doorway to everything you want. (laughs) And it's also, so it's so big, it's so, so fundamental. And it's also the absolute worst advice you could ever give anyone. And you've probably received it a million times in your life and wanted to rip your hair out every time someone tells you this. So I feel like this is a bit of a riddle. You probably have some guesses as to what this word is. My kids are really into riddles now. I have to Google them. If we go on like a road trip, I have to Google riddles for kids or just riddles for adults because they're kind of smart, but they, they want all these riddles. So this feels like one. It's the one word that's the key to everything you're looking for and is also the worst advice you'll ever hear. What is it? So I'm going to leave the riddle hanging there for a minute um, as I tell you a little bit about what's inspired this and how it shows up in people. Um, so so see if you can see if you can solve the riddle. You probably have already. So what's had this um, this topic coming up recently, meaning like today, um, is someone I'm talking with in, in the little school of exchange who, um, so wise, knows so much and kind of just has this little habit of, of getting really mentally busy when something is um, not right or, you know, that's not a great way of saying it. But when there's a when there's a thing in her life that she just needs to solve or wants to be different, just anything, right? There's a whole bunch of energy and looking and searching that, that comes up around it. This thing in her life could be, you know, a, I don't know, she needs a new floor in her house or one of her kids is sick or just even she doesn't feel well because her mind is busy. could be any of that. But so whatever the issue is, the habit that she's in is her mind gets extra busy and starts taking in information, looking for the right person, the right expert, the right program, the right podcast to listen to that's going to solve it all, the right course to take that's going to solve it all. This probably sounds familiar to you. (laughs) So she is absolutely not alone in this. But it's so ironic because she's looking for a quiet mind. She's looking for answers. She's looking for, you know, just common sense solutions, sometimes very practical solutions. Again, like I need a new floor and laid in my kitchen. Like who, who lays down tile in my area? I don't know. And she gets really busy to try to kind of solve that. And she sees that she does it, but at the same time, she kind of has one foot in seeing that and one foot in like, well, yeah, but how else am I going to find the answer? You know, so there's a bit of like, it just kind of looks like, well, isn't this what you have to do to get answers? Um, So it's interesting. But again, the irony is what's so fascinating because 
in order to quiet her mind, for example, she'll listen to, you know, five podcasts back to back, sometimes on double speed to like get in all the information. And there's just this sense, and again, I'm not just talking about her, like we can all look in ourselves and look around and see, wow, there's this sense of, mm, on the face of it, yeah, there's a thing about, let me go to someone who's seen something I haven't, and maybe I'll learn something that will help me, or I don't know how to lay kitchen tile, so I'm going to hire someone who knows how. Like, of course, there's a logic to that, but there's also this real like, gosh, it just feels like I'm going in the wrong direction. You know, if I want to feel more peaceful or have my task accomplished, getting myself all riled up and doing, doing, doing and searching, 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 that doesn't really make sense either. So there are so many ways that we all do this and we see it all the time, right? It's another example that I see a lot with people, um, particularly with health issues, and me too, when I had them, have had them in the past. Just like this, this excessive Googling, <laughs> excessive doctor hopping, excessive, you know, problem solving that's done usually in our own heads, but by being online and searching and asking people and going to doctors and and more, 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 more. Now, again, on the face of it, one way of looking at it. You know, everyone wants to argue with that and say, well, of course, what else am I supposed to do? I'm not a doctor <laughs> and I don't know what's wrong with me. So of course, I'm going to go to every doctor I can and, and get all the information I can get and get to the bottom of this. And there's something in that that's very resilient and wise and well-meaning and fine, except when it gets to that point where you're Googling and doctor hopping and problem solving so much that your blood pressure is through the roof so that you can solve your high blood pressure or so much that your muscles are tensing, like everything is tightening in your body and your immune system is down the drain and nothing's working the way it should so that you can get yourself out of physical pain. You know, like it doesn't quite, it hits that point where it doesn't quite make sense. And in fact, it starts creating the opposite of what you're looking for. Same with habits, right? I have this habit. Well, yeah, but it's bad for me. Yeah, but it's wrecking my health and it's wrecking my relationships and my finances. And and I see what it is and I just have to stop it. I just have to stop smoking. I just have to stop that those two, three glasses of wine every night. It just has to stop. And so we get really tight about it and we start searching and searching and looking and trying and pushing and willpowering. And what does all that do? As you well know, if you've listened to this podcast, it makes you want to do your habit a whole lot more. So it does the complete opposite. So what are we missing? (laughs) You know, like we all know better to some extent. Again, you know that if you're sitting at your computer Googling um, how to be at peace and how to relax and how to have less pain and you're a nervous wreck as you're doing it, that that's not really helping. But yet we find ourselves in this anyway, you know? And, and so what is it that we're missing? Well, 
The answer to the riddle is relax. Literally every single thing in our lives gets better. I'm not saying that your floor gets tiled on its own, (laughs) but every single thing that we are experiencing in our lives improves as we relax. I, I cannot find a single exception to that. If you can, please let me know. And I'd love to talk about that with you. If you say, oh, I found the exception, let's talk because I bet you anything, it really looks like an exception, but it's not. Everything gets easier, better. Our our uh, experience gets better. Our performance improves when we are relaxed. Everything. And by the way, and I'll get more to this piece of it later, don't go around telling people to just relax. <laughs> That's where it's the worst advice that I'm sure you've, someone along the way has told you, oh, just relax. And again, it's just maddening advice. So horrible advice, but, but again, really ironic because it's actually true. It's actually true, but it's not something we can just tell someone. So I'm going to get to the why it's such bad advice in a minute, but first let's look at why it's actually true. You know, this is the essence of everything that I share, everything we talk about here. I think everything that is at the core of why this understanding is just so amazing is that it's true that when we relax, everything gets better because we're okay right now. Like we, there is nothing that needs to be added. Our, our design is such that we're good. We're good. We don't need to add more in order to be okay, in order to operate at peak performance. Now, again, that doesn't mean we don't learn things. It doesn't mean you don't find someone to come tile your kitchen floor. It's just that When it comes to making decisions, even finding that person who's going to tile your kitchen floor, right? Like we don't need to add anything in order to make that decision. We don't need to add anything in order to have a clear mind and use common sense and and just kind of operate in a really nice, easy way through life. Nothing needs to be added at all. It's not additive. It's that you know, we do all that again, everything we need, the resourcefulness and the common sense and the wisdom is there by default. We are peace, love, and wisdom and the ability to create this illusion that we're not. So we're peace, love, and wisdom and the ability to create a lot of confusion and a lot of busyness that kind of stands in the way of that at times. So I want you to check with yourself, just kind of check in with yourself and and see like, do I believe that? You know, and I'm not asking you to believe it. I mean, I guess I am, but you'll believe whatever you want. But it's a it's a good question to kind of just sit and reflect on for a second. Like, huh, do I do I really see it that way? Because, you know, again, when I talk with the people I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, there's a bit of disbelief. There's a like, yeah, that makes sense. I believe it in theory. But, I, you know, I think there's there's a little bit missing there. There's like, if we truly, truly believe, if we really see that our peak performance, the answers to all of our questions, solutions to our problems, 
it doesn't mean we're, again, I'm not saying that we aren't going to find someone, hire someone, take a program. Of course we are. It's amazing that we have all of those resources available to us. But our ability to navigate that is only going to get better the more relaxed we are, the more we just get quiet and quit the frantic searching. Let, let the urgency just kind of pass us by and, and act from a deeper place. When you see that and you absolutely know that to be true, I think this really starts to change and unravel for you just by seeing that. So that's, that's a big kind of initial question in this is to just say, huh, do I buy that? Like, is, you know, and, and you can look at your life and look at your behavior, look how you get, you know, in your head and how, how much you're doing the excessive Googling thing or the excessive searching thing, or, oh my gosh, I have to listen to that, that podcast the day it comes out, or I have to read this article. When there's that bit of urgency in it, that's showing you something. So just kind of get curious about that because the more, you know, the more we see, wow, like George Pransky says, it's more of a, of a mining expedition. When we're looking for wisdom and peace of mind and anything we, we're ever looking for in life, it's not a, I don't know if this is exactly how he says it. This is how I remember it. It's not a construction mission. We don't need to construct something. It's, it's more about mining what's already in there. And just that distinction right there is huge. And I heard again, I don't know, I think it was Michael Neal one time say, um, he was being interviewed by someone and they kind of asked, you know, what's the, what's the one piece of advice or whatever. And, and it was exactly this, it was relax, but you can't tell people that (laughs) you can't just say relax, but, but it's like, wow, when we relax, everything that's ever in the way is just in the way less. So what are we relaxing? What we're relaxing when we talk about relaxing is our psychology right? And our psychology is the problem maker. So doesn't this make sense? You know, if you, if you want a solution or you want clarity or you want to feel better, when the problem maker, when the thing that's creating the problems relaxes, well, there you go. <laughs> you're done. Like, well, you know, you're, you're at least a heck of a lot closer. When the problem maker relaxes, you're good. Now, again, like our experience of a problem. So you can get as relaxed as a person could get. And I don't know if this is true, but for the most part, your kitchen floor is not going to just magically tile itself. Like no matter how relaxed you are, there's that. But again, I'm not saying that that your floor is going to tile itself. I'm talking about the experience of that being a problem the experience of, oh, this should have been done already, or I don't like it, or why is it taking so long, or why is it so hard, or this person's too expensive, and they're too inexperienced, and how do I find a person? That is your psychology talking to itself, running itself in circles. As we relax, that relaxes. As that relaxes, we just get really resourceful. We don't spin ourselves in circles in the same way. And you just, you know, have an idea to talk to a person who points you in a direction and, it, and you know, so much is possible from that place. So that's really what we're talking about is, is relaxing that problem maker. There's a woman in the school who's um, studying 
psychology, and she was sharing with us um, some stuff she's learning in her child psychology class about how resilient children are and how, to some extent, some psychologists are trying to figure that out. Like, it really looks like it's a kid thing. It's just about children are really resilient and adults somehow lose it as we age or something. Um, It's kind of how they're seeing it. But there was a story about a a child in one of the books she read about a little two or three-year-old maybe who fell down into a well or something. I might be making that up, but the kid fell into some kind of hole and was down there for a couple days. And when they found her to rescue her, she was singing. And it's so sweet, you know? And And so these psychologists... Again, I don't know all the details of this, but basically like they kind of looked at that as like, wow, see, kids are resilient. And it was so interesting because we had a conversation about this on our forum and it was like, well, that has nothing to do with kids. (laughs) It has nothing to do with kids. It's like that kid in the well, I'm sure went through the whole range of experience. I'm sure she was scared and crying at times and, you know, but, but. At other times, and apparently when they went to rescue her, she wasn't holding on to thought in the way. She was just, you know, she she was singing because we sing when we're relaxed. Anyone in a well for two or three days or anywhere in life would sing if they weren't caught up in a bunch of thinking that looked real and true, busy problem-making thinking that looked absolutely real and true. When our mind clears, we sing or we want to sing or we're in the mood to sing. You know what I mean? So it's like, wow, it's so funny how that looks like a feature of a child and their resilience. And it is. I mean, children are incredibly resilient because they don't get hung up on what's in the way so much. But so are adults when we don't get as hung up on what's in the way. You know, it's not a kid thing. But it really, I just love that story. It was so sweet. I mean, can you imagine, like, it's just going to rescue this child and she's down there singing. And it is a beautiful example of, of what's in us, all of us. It doesn't expire at a certain age. In all of us, beyond all the busy, got to have it now, got to find it, got to fix it, got to solve it. Look, 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 add, add, add. So. As we relax, everything relaxes, especially the thing creating our problems. If physically too, again, huge, huge with, with physical issues and pain. And um, just a couple of weeks ago, I was doing the, the mid-year reset and refresh workshop and my friend Scott Kelly was there who shares this understanding um, around physical health and vitality. And he was talking about, I'm not going to get this right either, but he was talking about how, you know, just our muscle being contracted a little bit, how much it decreases the blood flow. It's like if you, I think it's something like if if our muscles are tight, you know, we're just out of basic tension or a busy mind, our muscles get tight. And let's say you tighten a muscle or contract it by like 5%, it decreases the blood flow by like 40 or 50% or something like that. So, I mean, even just little things like that, as we relax mentally, it's all the same, right? Mentally, emotionally, physically, everything gets better. Now, why can't we just tell ourselves, relax, just relax, or go around telling other people to do that? We all know we can't. You know, it does not go over well. But 
I think the reason for that is because we turn relaxing into a thing. Then it becomes like, it's true, you know, relax and you'll feel better. Absolutely true. But when we hear that, we hear it as a directive. We hear it as a thing we need to do that we're somehow responsible for. And of course it isn't. No one can relax on demand. You know, we can maybe practice some things and, and get a little bit better at that for sure. But but it's not a it's not a do it. It's not an action. When we relax, you know, trying to relax is an oxymoron. <laughs> like the, as soon as you're trying to feel relaxed, it's just not gonna work well. So that's the problem, I think, with using it as advice is everyone hears it as, oh, I'm supposed to do that and I don't know how to do that, especially when I feel this tense. And then more thinking comes in about, oh my gosh, and I can't even relax and what's wrong with me and that's annoying advice and (laughs) our mind just gets busier and busier and busier. So it's, it's true, but it's horrible advice. But the thing is, you know, we... We don't have to, and again, please don't go around telling ourselves or other people just relax, but by seeing a little bit about what's in there, like what was in that little girl that had her singing after three days in a well, same thing that's in you, where where does the inspiration we're looking for come from? Where does the resourcefulness the common sense, the solutions, the focus, all that stuff we're looking for, it's in there to be mined and we don't even have to mine it. It's in there. It's in there. And it's only covered up by a busy mind. Really, I mean, think about that. The more you see that, it will just no longer make sense to slam on the gas in your head and type faster things into Google to find your answer. It just won't make sense. It'll just start to fall away. I've seen that happen so often, so often. And again, it doesn't mean you won't go there to start, but the worse you feel, the tighter you feel, the more confused you feel, the more urgency you're noticing, the faster everything's going, that will start to be a sign for you. Oh, I'm moving away. I'm moving away from what I'm looking for relax and it's all in there right now.